Hello ladies and gentlemen this is Nishant Garg show my job on the show is to invite people who have created amazing things from nothing who have failed millions of times and who have tips to share on mindfulness practices productivity habits and routines time management and much much more and today's guest is Courtney Downs she is an active duty army soldier of 19 plus years all 19 of those years she has been working in law enforcement she is also a network marketer 3 years ago she realized something was missing in her life she realized that there had to be more and decided to jump into a side hustle and that side hustle has turned into something that she really loves so let's begin this episode Sound check. Can you hear me? I can. All right. Courtney Downs, thank you so much for joining this show with me. And first of all, I want to thank you for serving as an army soldier for the United States of America. So thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. So when I was learning about you, when I was doing some research, on your content i learned that you joined army 19 years ago that's correct i was 7 i was 17 years old you were 17 years old so can you elaborate more on your army journey well um i've been in the army um going on 20 years and um all of that time i have been in the law enforcement sector in one way or another when in one way or another um and it's really been uh, an incredible journey of just you know learning a ton about myself learning ton about a ton about being a leader and you know being able to take care of people and still accomplish the mission okay so what what have you learned in that process of almost 20 years in your army journey oh wow uh that's a that's a loaded question <laughs> um You know, honestly, the person that I was before I joined the military is much different obviously than the person I am now. And um as somebody that comes from a really small town, um you know, I was honestly I joined the military because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do and I wasn't sure what I was going to do if I went to college. Um so I kind of followed my mom's dreams actually. My mom always dreamt of being a law enforcement officer or an investigator or some kind of law enforcement professional. Um and so I kind of joined her, you know, I joined the military following her dreams and then they became mine. Um I would say that the I think the I I think in the 19 years that I've been in the military, I think the biggest thing that I've learned through many ups and downs is who I truly was and um what i was capable of hmm so so where where did you grow up i actually grew up in a bunch of small towns in new hampshire up in new england um and i actually i joined the military right out of high school my mom actually had to sign me into the military because i wasn't 18 yet <laughs> mhm um and then i pretty much since then i've been kind of traveling the country or the or the world um over the last 19 years and you are in San Antonio right now 
I am. I'm stationed at Fort Sam Houston out of San Antonio. Okay. So in that 20 years of journey in your military, so did you did you apply that leadership or were you able to apply that leadership principle in your personal life? Absolutely, because I think one of the hardest things uh, that you will learn in the military is how to take care of soldiers because soldiers come from all parts of the you know all parts of the country all parts of groups every ethnic ethnicity every race um every different kind of family dynamic um and they all come and so not every soldier can be led the same you have to really determine like what's the best way that this person is going to um understand the mission or understand what their task how am I going to get through through to them? So I think you just have to be very flexible on your approach and how you kind of help them understand what they need to do and why. Have you ever faced any emotional trauma dealing with soldiers in your career? Um, I wouldn't say tr- emotional trauma dealing with soldiers. Um I am a criminal investigator now, so um, I I have investigated um, uh, reports of sexual assault um, for many, many years. And so I think more of, I would say, I wouldn't say trauma, but the emotional impact to me has been mm-hmm. doing that. So how do you navigate through that emotional impact? Honestly, Maybe you want to share more would- on that. Well, honestly, it's really hard because, you know, doing what I do, you really meet people on the worst day of their life. Um, And so they have to, you know, tell you about something that's really bad that's happened to them or, you know, or the opposite. You're talking to somebody that may have been the person that had done it. Um, And so I think just listening to other people's stories, it's been kind of very emotionally draining, um, as you can imagine. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's really like having to, I think what I've learned is that I really have to kind of shut off my work or try to, or shut off that portion of my mind going in those directions when I finish the day. So I don't bring all that home with me and it doesn't continue to drain me emotionally thinking about it. Yeah. And it is so tough not to bring those emotional impact energy at, from work to home, and uh, I I face the same thing sometimes. You know, if mm-hmm. if my coworker is emotionally draining me, and sometimes it is difficult to cut off that energy and not to bring that to home. So it's so challenging. So do you? So how do you do that? If I'm sure, if anybody who is listening to us, if they they are feeling that they are emotionally drained because of their friends or family how they can navigate through that emotional drainage to the positive feeling? Um, one thing that I tried to practice was kind of like, um, is like maybe stopping somewhere for a few minutes in between my ride home. Or I really am one of those people that dive into per- personal or professional development. So I try to fill my mind with something else. Like I jump on uh, the podcast, John Maxwell's podcast, and I listen to it. Or I jump on YouTube and I listen to something. Or even if you just have like a good playlist, you know, something that really pumps you up and um, 
you know, get your mindset someplace else. Um, that way you're not really focusing on what that stressful trigger is or that stressful um, circumstance that's bothering you. And this is this is a very important trick that you just told me that uh, taking a break and break can take any form. So you listen to John Maxwell, you listen to mindset related podcasts, you listen to music, and it can be anything that you you can enjoy that you love the most, right? Yep can be anything so taking a break so basically it's a transition from one activity to another so that we don't carry our emotions from previous activity to another so it's kind of it's kind of an intention setting right right and it could be something as like hey you know you stop and you get a coffee after work or for for a soldier it could be as like hey why don't you change your uniform change out of your uniform on the way home you know, um, something that is just like kind of like like stops your mind from being in one situation and transforms your mind into another t- situation. Correct. So an intentional act. Intentional act. So when you're in your soldier uniform, so do you feel like you are treated differently in public area? Um, yeah, I, I think that people like when you're in um, a military community or a city that has a lot of military, especially San Antonio, because we have air force, army, Marines, Navy, we have everybody here. And so um, I think honestly, a lot of, a lot of people actually come up to me more often and, and thank you for my, and say, thank you for your service. That's awesome. Yeah. So you told me that you are planning for your retirement I this am. year, right? I am. Yes. So what are you going to do next? Well, I've actually, um, about three years ago, this is kind of, I try to set myself up for retirement. And about three years ago, I decided to jump into network marketing, which wasn't really something that I had some, it, I, it was something I dabbled with a few times before, but unsuccessfully, like as maybe a hobby. And so I jumped in kind of all in uh, about three years ago. And I, I realized that there was something missing in my life. Like I was like, I was doing the same thing over and over every day. And there wasn't really there was it was kind of, although the cases were different, the soldiers were different, the problems were different, it just felt felt very monotonous. And so I realized like I needed something else. So a friend of mine who used to be a soldier of mine, she was in this network marketing business. And I decided you know, it looks interesting. Let's, let me just jump in. It ended up being, I thought it was going to be a hobby and it's actually become something that I really enjoy. Um, in an industry that I, I wouldn't have thought that I would be really, um, what's the word really interested in. Um, and so, 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 so you started network marketing three years ago and you were not sure what you're going to do. And now, you are loving that part. I am. I'm, I'm loving the community. Um, I, I love the social media um, and digital marketing branding part of it. I love creating content. Um, I love like just, you know, sharing important things without being spammy. As uh, I think a lot of network marketers are quote unquote, you know, uh, titled spammy. Um, and so I like finding ways to be authentically me and sharing things that I love and have can benefit others. 
Great. Can you can you please elaborate more on this network marketing business that you're working on? So what what is that about exactly? So it's actually um, we sell anti-aging hair care and skin care. And so it's naturally based products that are safe, pretty much can be used by anyone. We even have a pet line for an example. <laughs> so even your pet that? benefit, <laughs> like a pet shampoo and stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, it was hair care for many for uh, several years and now it's hair care and skin care. So um, just, you know. I, I've never really been a girly girl per se. So because, you know, when you wear when you're a soldier, like that's just not something that you are. Most of us are, I, in my opinion. Um, and so, yeah. Is it so, for men or women? Or yeah, both? it's for actually men, women, kids and pets. Cool. Yeah. So when you started your network marketing side hustle. I should say. Yeah. So what was your main challenge in becoming a network marketing business? Um, I think it really was learning like things that I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable with, um, you know, or wasn't used to, I don't want to say what I wasn't comfortable with. Um, it's just learning something new is the biggest thing and, re- and realizing that success wasn't going to happen overnight. Um, and I tell a lot of my teammates, like when I first started, excuse me, when I first started, the people that I thought would buy from me were the, were not the ones that bought from me. (laughs) And so that's like a, that's a kind of a shock because, you know, when you sell something, you think that your, your immediate family and friends are the ones that are going to support you. And it wasn't like that for me. Um, and so I think like network marketing, like any other job, it takes time. Like you have to work if you want. So when Um, your when your friends and family did not buy stuff from you, how did you deal emotionally? Did you feel rejected? Because a lot of people feel rejected when they're into network marketing business or they're starting any new business or any endeavor. You know, mm-hmm. rejection, rejections are going to come always. So how did you navigate through that rejection? Because this is very important for the listeners to know that rejections are going to come. No, absolutely. Rejections are going to come in anything take on. And I think it's important that I think... People know that people are waiting to see you fail. And I know that's really hard pill to swallow, but it's true. Like people are like, ah, this is just something she's dabbling in. She's not serious about it. Just give it a few months and it will go away. And then she'll stop bothering us, which I really am not one of those people that were bothering them. I just showed up on social media every day and shared what I was doing and shared other people's testimonies. And so I think the important part of that is, is like rejection's going to come. Don't let somebody else's opinions of you or what you're doing affect what you're doing. If you love what you're doing, you're, you're, you're ready to take it on. You're ready to dive in. Then just keep going, be consistent and, and just stay the course. Yeah, that's, that's so great. Rejections are going to come and we have to keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know, failures are going to happen. Absolutely. Just if you if you if you are doing something that you love that you're passionate about, just stay on the course for some time. Don't let down. Don't feel let down. People are going to reject you. People are, you know, going to say this is shit. This is not gonna work out. You're mm-hmm. not worthy. And when you share something on social media, you are basically putting yourself out, out there. there for you know, criticism. And you know, sometimes. 
when you don't get when you when you think you have spent a lot of time on this content but you don't get likes you don't get content you know people feel rejected right mm-hmm. absolutely it's, it's difficult you know like it's creating creating an army of your fans and that army can be 10 people 20 people 100 people mm-hmm. they don't have to be million following we are living in this world right now where if you don't have a million following it means you are not worthy you know, it right. doesn't have to be like that. Even if you have few fans, they can buy from you. They can read your stuff. They can promote your content. They can change their lives, you know. And I think that what's matters. been that really beneficial for me is that um, we found, like, a, like, maybe not they're not my teammates. They're not directly my teammates, but they're women that are doing the same thing that I'm doing. And we've really come together. And even though we don't benefit from each other or... Um, you know, monetarily or anything, we, we've come together and really um, built a success community where we're teaching each other and sharing what's worked, sharing ideas, sharing um, everything. Like we're, 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 we're clapping when somebody else succeeds. And I think that's something that I've really missed in the military because I didn't, I've never had that in the military. So now if you find a group of people that are going to help you regardless if they have get they um they benefit from helping you or not those are the people that you want at your table and this is a leadership principle where you are helping others succeeding right i i i will help anybody that asks for help as long as they're going to put in the work i will help them it doesn't matter if they're in my team it doesn't mean they're if they're in a team across the country um or it doesn't even matter if they're in um another network marketing company i help girls all the time from other network marketing companies cuz cuz at the end of the day the foundation of what you're building is the same mhm so what advice would you give to a smart and about to enter the real world or network marketing business? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think, I, I think I'm going to, so I don't, I think this is advice for anybody um, in, in life or a young adults in life is that I think it takes a lot of um, self-discovery to find out who you are and not to become a follower. I think it's so easy when college students or, or new soldiers or, new students, um, when they, when they, they start something new, um, and something life changing, they tend to be, they tend to become followers. They follow the crowd. And, you know, I think it's important that they don't become followers, but kind of blaze their own trails and discover who they are. Um, because, you know, I, I have been in a, I have been in a place where I, pretend not I, I don't want to say I pretended but I I became somebody that somebody else wanted me to be instead of becoming who I wanted to be hmm. and there's there is this very amazing saying that if you follow the crowd it's time to take a pause I'm paraphrasing here mm-hmm. so when you find yourself in the crowd it's time to pause and reflect where do you want to go next Right. I think when you follow the crowd, you kind of get lost. Right. And it's scary. It is scary that when you're carving your own path. And and there is, I think Albert Einstein has a good quote that says, um, the woman who follows the crowd will usually go no farther than the crowd. The woman who walks alone is likely to find herself in places no one has ever been before. 
And I think that's kind of like both of us, what we were both trying to say there. Yeah. And walking alone is so scary. It can be so scary at times that you want to give up, you know, you don't want to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're going nowhere. And that's where the courage comes. Courage over confidence. What Bernie Brown talks about courage over comfort, courage over vulnerability, you know, courage over confidence, because when we are doing something new, we are not confident. Mm-hmm. Because we we're can scared f- of failure. Yeah, we, are, we can fake the confidence, but we are not confident. That's the reality. You know, we have to be courageous to do whatever it takes. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. It's not a failure. You know, you're, you're not a failure. You can and- try something else. And I think you hit something really important there is that is failure. There's so many people that are scared. They have this fear, fear of failure, and that keeps them from doing the things they want to do in life. Yeah, and f- because we identify with failure, that if we fail at something, we feel that we are a failure. But the, but, but the distinction here is we are not a failure. We fail at something, but we are not a failure. We are a wholehearted human being. You know, we come from this universal spirit. We are not a failure here. And I think the military is, uh, you You had mentioned to me, like, like how does failure, how is your failure set you up for success? And I, and I would definitely think, like, in the military, when you do something, like any kind of task or missions, anything big, right? And you may or you may not fail at it. But at the end, we always come back and say, okay, what, what happened? What did we do? What was supposed to happen? And how can we do better next time? And I think I've really used that in my personal life and in my business to say, to just like pick myself up and be like, okay, how can we fix it? What do I need to learn? How can we be better? How can we succeed next time? Yeah, this is, this is what Tony Robbins always talks about. Keep changing your approach. Keep changing mm-hmm. your approach. What we are doing right now may not work next year. Oh, because sure. every day, every day is a new day. We have to keep changing our strategy approach all the time. And I think that, um, you know, I, I say this a lot to some of the people that I, that I kind of coach or, or lead or, you know, work with, but you have to ask yourself, who is, who do you need to be in order to accomplish that goal? Like the person you are now necessarily isn't the person that is going to accomplish that goal. So who do you need to become to accomplish that big goal that you have? That's, that's a great coaching here. So Courtney, so who, who were you before entering into network marketing business and who are you now? I know it's a very loaded question. So since you're talking about who you get to be, so who were you being before three years and who are you now? Well, I, and I, I recently was, I recently just kind of discovered this, but Um, before I joined network marketing, I was really only military focused, like my focus, my goals and everything revolved around the military. Um, and I think at that point, because I was a little, uh, I was about four, three to four years out, um, away from retirement. So it wasn't really close yet. Um, but my focus and my goals, my dreams all revolved around the military. And so it was very linear. My thoughts were very linear and I honestly, I wasn't dreaming for myself. Um, I, I didn't have goals like for my personal self. Um, you know, Courtney, not chief downs, you know? Um, and so I think network marketing has really helped me discover that there is a life and a community and 
something so much bigger that I've been missing out on um, outside of the military. And so now, like, since I've been in network marketing, like, I'm seriously a dreamer now. I'm seriously somebody that sets goals um, and, and looks to the future on, like, how can I better myself? What's next? What's next? Yes. So when a person or when any person is not able to find their purpose, they are kind of stuck in that rut. They don't know what's going to happen. They are not aware of their surroundings what mm-hmm. what they should do because there is so much knowledge or information around us mm-hmm. you know for for instance if you want to lose fat if you want to gain muscles there are billions of articles written you know information mm-hmm. is everywhere but still people don't do it so how would you coach somebody or how would you motivate somebody or how would you inspire somebody to take action when they are not aware what to do i think you have to like in order to really decide like what your goals and your dreams are you really need to understand what you're passionate about like what do you want your life to look like who do you want to be like where do you see yourself in five years and i had this quote in my office um that says um this time next year do you want to look back and be in the same place you want to be or you are currently I hope I said that right. (laughs) Basically, you don't want to be in the same place next year, this time, as you are right now. Um, So I think, like, really finding your passions and what is really important to you and where you see yourself in a year helps you define what those goals are. And then you have to understand why you, like, you have to really write out why do you want to accomplish those goals? Like, what what will it do for your life? How will it help your family? How will it help you? Um, there needs to be a strong why if the why is missing like what what and how becomes easier when there is a strong why absolutely and if you don't know what that why is I think that why is always evolving like right now like joining network marketing you may want to just be able to pay your car note off you know like somebody else might want to be able to pay for uh, daycare child care because child care is super expensive You know, like somebody might want to quit their job. Like for me, like I don't want to like I don't think I'll ever be a stay at home like retiree. I think I will always continue to work and I'll always continue to stay busy. But um, some people want to retire. They want to stay home and they want to work from home. Um, And so I think we have to really dig deep and say, what what is your what is your why? What's going to motivate you to get out of bed every single day and go shoot for your goals or lose that. yeah and uh, and the most important thing here is that we when we talk about why strong why or self-discovery purpose people might get scared that you know if i choose something right now and if i don't like it what if i don't want to do it next time i don't want to do it after five years so it becomes so terrifying I mean, when I started this journey three years ago, I was terrifying. I didn't know why, what my why is. I didn't know why I want to do all this thing. You know, I was, I'm so successful as a software engineer, but why I'm doing this? Why I want to do this? Why I want to do that? You know, everybody mm-hmm. is asking me. And then you, you said very perfect statement that, you know, the, our why keeps evolving. I think the vision, long-term vision of 20 years, 30 years, the vision remains same, the mission the job or 
the career or you know or yes. any business they keep evolving they keep changing and we keep evolving over a period of time i mean i was different person totally a different person 3 years ago and i'm totally a different person right now and i'm i know i'm going to be different next year you know no, so absolutely. the why keeps evolving so people who are listening to this episode right now they need to understand that you don't have to be terrifying of your why if you don't know what's your strong why just start whatever you find start passionate small. about yeah, start, start small. small you know start with the smallest said so small goes this is uh, i i i listen to tim ferris and he talks about set very low expectation that you can meet you know he when says, you can meet the yeah yeah when you meet those low expectation then you can set higher goals because you are motivated you are shrinking the change you are motivating your analytical mind and rational mind mm-hmm. to do more things it's like i have personally i have three day rule for everything if if i'm eating too much chocolate i love chocolates if i love if i'm eating too much chocolate and i want to give up i would give myself three day rule can i avoid and restrict myself for first three days mm-hmm. i know if i can do it for three days then i can do it for six days then i can do it for 12 days it becomes a habit you know mm-hmm. habits and routines take time oh, it's not that 21 day challenge formula when you lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds you can but you know sustenance consistency discipline that matters in the long run yes so do you have any favorite failure of yours in your entire life any favorite failure that um, you were so mad at i wouldn't say that i was mad i was probably mad at the time but um and this is you know some people might not understand the what i'm about to say but like in the military, like there came a point in my career where I had to decide whether I was going to stay on one track or I was going to say, take a different track. And that's the, that's when I decided we, uh, I was enlisted, I was enlisted previously. And then I wanted to become a warrant officer. So, um, I went to Fort Rucker, Alabama and, uh, to warrant officer school, which is almost like basic training. If anybody knows what basic training is all over again, but I've been in the military now, I don't know, 13 years. So person, not a child. You mean anymore. the you mean the basic training what they have in US Navy SEALs? Uh no, 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 not that drastic. Okay. But it's like a initial basic training where they, you know, they yell at you and they kind of treat you kind of differently and you have to work together and um keep your mouth shut. So I went to the school which is similar to that uh again to become a warrant officer and um Everything was, you know, everything was good, you know, um, but I had to do this ruck march and I had to, I think it was 10K. I had to ruck 10K with all my gear on and a, you know, a rucksack and all this stuff. And uh, my, all my class lights, classmates are out there and we are rucking. Um, and I've never been great at this, this activity, um, but I ended up failing I failed the ruck. I, I don't remember how many minutes I had, but I, I literally failed for probably a minute or two. Um, and it was kind of, and I think there was maybe only two of us um, that failed. Mm-hmm. And so it, I was like, and I knew I had another chance, um, but I really like beat myself up about it. Like really beat myself up about it. Like I could have ran, I could have gone faster. I could have like, just, like I was in my head, like I kind of continued to be in my head because I was like, now I have to go do this whole thing. And I think it was the next day, like the next day I had to do it again. 
um, just me and so the other girl. Now, now when you when you get failure in your life, how do you deal with failure? How do you, how does your self talk look like? I just have to. I really have to to ignore that the negative self talk and just be, and just kind of turn it more positive and just be like, you know what I mean? Like you've done this before, or you you have what it takes. You can do it. You just have to get your mind right because when you allow that negative self talk in. You're actually your your own words are going to convince you that you can't do it. Yeah, because your words are your thoughts. They become your thoughts. They become your feelings. They're powerful. So do you have yeah? And do you have a specific practices for people who 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 think negative most of the time? You know, but they don't know what to do. So would you like to suggest some practices they can do it right away if they are feeling? negative or you know they are having negative self talk honestly it's really simple i like to write affirmations on pieces of paper and um stick them to my mirror um a friend of mine a few years ago she's my best friend she sent she's she i don't know what i was talking about but i was comparing myself to something or somebody else and she told me comparison is the thief of joy and i was like oh and i like really thought about that for a second and i always kept that with me and i was like because it's such a comparison is so negative is usually very negative so now like when i have that those negative thoughts like i always refer back to positive affirmations like i am enough i am worthy i am capable and just in seeing them on your mirror i think allows you to actually look at yourself in the mirror and still say them and rem- and be a constant daily reminder and negative thoughts are always going to come oh absolutely. nobody can sh- nobody can shut it down if when we see somebody who is so motivated so positive we see them on the outside everybody goes through that negative feeling negative emotion and honestly but it just yeah and it just people who work on themselves they have tools they have resources to to deal with that negative emotion and honestly you know where i think a lot of negative emotion comes from the people that you surround yourself with that's so that's powerful yep and i i i realized it i think and a lot of people i know realize it too um even social media like if you're on social media and you get stuck in that scroll and half and 50% of your um the stuff that's coming up on your on your facebook feed or your instagram feed is negative then i just unfollow those people okay i think the first thing that we should avoid doing is checking social media first thing in the morning when we wake up i'm guilty of that i do it at times you know very once in a blue moon i might check my facebook instagram first thing in the morning but mm-hmm. i never do that because when we do that first thing in the morning it the comparison feeling comes automatic you know hey he's successful i'm not getting there that person is getting so much likes comments facebook shares i'm not getting that you know the that feeling automatically comes so i think the first thing people should try not to do is checking their social media first thing in the morning so what do you what do you do when you feel overwhelmed
So if you are feeling negative at any point of time, so the negative feeling is in the reality. It exists within us. And this statement, this very profound statement comes from Anthony DeMello. So I was reading his book uh, called Awareness. Very powerful, very profound book. That negative feeling, it does not exist in the reality. It exists within us. So we don't have to identify with that feeling. We just have to be aware of that negative feeling and then doing something about it. And the same thing goes with negative self-talk. So if we are aware of our negative self-talk, we can do something about it. If you're not aware, we cannot do. So awareness is the key. And I think I think awareness is also the fact that how does it make you feel when you're hearing it or you're t- you're saying it to yourself? Because I don't think a lot of people realize like how when you get in that negative space in your head or your self talk or it it kind of re- it kind of transforms your whole day. Yes, and uh, so 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 the thing is, writing positive affirmation about yourself. Okay, I'm this, I'm that. You know, so that your mind and body believes that. Do you have other practices? You know, I think mostly like I have just. One, I don't watch the news a lot because I think the news is very negative. Um, so I try to refrain uh, refrain from watching the news. And I've really, like like I said before, I've really just kind of, um, I've taken the negativity out, out of my circle. Like if you're negative or you always have something negative to say, then I'm probably just going to like keep you at arm's distance. If you're my family member or a friend that's showing up like always has something negative to say on Facebook. I might not unfriend you just because you're my friend or my family, but I probably will unfollow you just so I don't have to constantly expose myself to that negativity. Yes, the information we feed to our mind, it becomes a reality in our right. outer world. Yes, so most of the time when I'm feeling negative or something about that, I journal a lot. I write pages and pages you know free flow writing just putting out everything all my insecurities you know not feeling confident anything Mm -hmm. that i'm feeling just putting out just keeping my mind empty of all the feelings and putting out on on papers and then i can think about it it Mm -hmm. really helps me a lot journaling free flow writing about thoughts and not bullshitting about it really putting everything out there so that my mind is when my mind is empty I can clearly think about that. If my mind is, yeah. And when you journal, you can, you you can put things in, in there that you wouldn't necessarily admit to somebody else. Yes. And that's so powerful. It is because, you know, like people don't like people, but when you can be, become vulnerable with yourself and admit that you're vulnerable and just writing what's the real thoughts and the feelings are that you're, you're, you have in your head and now you're putting them onto paper. I think that's powerful. And it, it creates a strong relationship with yourself first. And it creates a great amount of self-love, great relationship with yourself. No, if, if there is no relationship with yourself, you cannot have a good relationship with other people. I love that. So, Courtney, so when do you, what do you do when you feel overwhelmed <laughs> or unfocused? When I, feel, when I feel overwhelmed and unfocused, like I, I like, 
recently I've been like really getting like doing a to-do list, like writing it down. Like what, what do I, what is the priority? Like, what do I need to focus on right now? It's like, what are the non-negotiables? Um, and I think that's kind of helped me because the to-do list allows me to see all the things that I need to do. But when you cross them off, there's almost like a, a sense of accomplishment. Okay. Like, okay, I'm getting focused. I'm, I'm knocking the things off the list. Um, and then I think the other thing I do is just kind of like, just need some silence. I just need some quiet time to just like stop the voices in my head and just focus. Okay. And get back to reality and be like, what is it that I need to get done? What, what, what needs to be done right now? And what can, what can wait till tomorrow? And, and just try to focus that. Yes. That's so powerful that you're aware that you are feeling unfocused right now and you are taking silence. So I think some people may not enjoy silence because silence can be scary at times. You know, I enjoy meditation. And this morning I was feeling overwhelmed. I usually practice meditation for 20 minutes. I did it for 30 minutes. I just wanted to sit and really feel the silence. It's so powerful. And one thing I learned that there is a book I read, The Power of One Thing. Do you ask better questions to yourself? What is the one thing I can do right now or today that will give me the most satisfaction? Mm-hmm. That's good. And what is, what is the one thing I can do today or right now that will create more time for me? It's like just the way you said, what is the non-negotiable thing that needs to happen today and that can wait tomorrow? Understanding the difference between important and urgent not everything is urgent you know right that's so powerful so do you do you enjoy reading books or if yes what kind of books do you enjoy reading um yes i do enjoy reading books and i've recently started listening to more podcasts and audiobooks just because that's what i use um to fill the empty space on my ride to work on my way home <laughs> um but no i really like um I love personal development books, like just books that help you grow as a leader, as a person. Um, Right. The book I'm actually, I'm actually reading a really good book right now. It called um, stories that stick. Um, Hmm. It talks about telling stories. Like it's kind of like almost like an advertising. I think she's kind of like somebody that you would hire for advertising or getting the, getting your company or your personal message out or story out um, and how storytelling can captivate your customers or your audiences and transform your business. And um, I've been reading it quite some time because I keep rereading the, uh, re-listening to the chapters, but it's really good. That's interesting. Who is the author? Uh, Kendra Hall. uh, And it's called Stories That Stick. The art of stories that stick. Yeah. So, do you have any do you have any favorite favorite book of yours that greatly influenced your life? Um, I think the book that's greatly influenced my life, like currently, like probably in the last year or two, was a book a book by Gary Bish, uh, Gary John Bishop. It's called um, "Unfuck Yourself," um, and it's such a it's such a great book because he calls it like a universal slap in the face to wake yourself up. You know, like get out of your head and get back into your purpose 
and what's your what's what's your goals, your potential, and finding and finding your potential. Like, and I think that's kind of like what we talked about. Like, we uh, so many of us get stuck in our own thoughts and in our head and the fear of failure. But it's kind of like, hey, this is your slap in the face of reality, of honesty, to wake up and and start make taking action. Yes, start taking action. The sometimes when I whenever I talk to people about reading books, they they tell that they don't need to read books. Some it, if they read books, it means there is something wrong in them. The personal development, the whole concept of personal development is you are fixing yourself. A lot of people think about that as well nowadays. That you are fixing yourself, it means there is something wrong in you. It's and, so funny that you say that because I literally heard some girl say that in September. She's like, I've never, ever listened to personal development because I'm already confident. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, it didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, you can always have more knowledge. You can always be better. You can always learn more. And I was so surprised. And she's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to start. (laughs) And Deepak, Deepak Chopra, who is so powerful, who is so amazing in this whole universe, he, he always talks about that. Personal development is not a project to fix yourself. Personal development is something you can do to raise your awareness. It's something you can do to raise your consciousness. It's not something to fix yourself. You are already wholehearted. You already are aware. You already are conscious. You can raise your awareness. You can increase. You can expand your awareness and consciousness. Yeah, it was very eye-opening to me that there are so many people that out there that are not. And I honestly, I think this is like right now in in where we are in business and everything, like personal development is huge right now. And so it was surprised me that she wasn't diving in. And in fact, yesterday I was telling my team member that in, in, United, it's in United States of America, we have two choices, you know. With a ten dollar cocktail, if you have ten dollar, you can you can buy a cocktail or you can get a great book and change your life. I'm not saying you don't drink, but you know, with ten dollars, you can you can get a great book and change your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, what have you become better at saying no to? Do you ever say no, or you you are always yes kind of a girl? Oh, I think I, I think I used to be a yes girl. Um, I used to say yes, and I used to overextend myself to other people. Um, but now, like, I, 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 I say no to things that aren't going to serve me, um, to people that um, I know that like to take advantage of me, um, t- to things that just aren't what I want to do. Like, if it's not going to bring me joy, if it's not going to help me or help the other person, um, then I usually you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say yes to it. Interesting. And, and do you started, and you, and you started fitness coaching, if I, if I remember correctly, you started fitness coaching a few years ago. Is that correct? No. Um, I, I mean, I work out, I work out, I try to work out routinely. Um, but no, I definitely, I would, pro- will probably never be a fitness coach. <laughs> okay. So how is this John Maxwell? How did you get into John Maxwell certification and training and all? Oh, how well, is this transition happening? 
Um, so I've, I've heard John Maxwell speak twice, uh, once in 2018 and once in 2019. Um, and I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed his content. I really enjoyed his energy and what he was bringing to the table. Um, and a friend of mine, actually, uh, she joined the John Maxwell team, um, and she was telling me about it. And at first I was like, and I think this was after the first time I saw John Maxwell live. Um, and she was telling me about it and I kind of just like said, okay, well, you know, I, I don't know if that's for me right now. And then when I heard him speak again, I, I came back and I was like, Hey, can you tell me about it? And I just kind of took the leap because now I'm so much closer to retirement that I can use, I feel like I'd be able to use the, the teaching, the coaching, the leadership, um, the speaking and, and hopefully my future endeavors. That's so amazing. So before I ask my last question, <laughs> tell these guys where they can find you online. Well, um, I do have a public profile uh, on Facebook with under Courtney Downs. I have a business page um, uh, under Fearlessly Freckles. And I actually have a website at www.fearlesslyfreckles.com. That's great. I will put this information in the show notes. And so what's the impact? My last question is, what's the impact you want to have on this world? Wow. Um, you know, I really just, I really want, I think it's two things. I really want to help women rediscover their identity and really start following their dreams and taking action in their life and, and not, and realize they're not, just a mom they're not just a soldier they're not just a daughter or a wife um you know you have your own identity and i i really want them to rediscover their own reclaim and rediscover their own identity and start chasing their dreams um and if that's in business then that's amazing because i love helping people in their business um and if it's just in their own personal uh life and personal development um I, I just really, I, that's what I want. I want to help more. I want to help more women reclaim their identity and follow their dreams and chase their dreams. I love it. So do you have any closing comments or thoughts before we wrap up? No, I, 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 you inviting me on here and um, I think it was a great conversation and, and I can't wait. It was. Thank you so much for, being on the show. Thank you for having me. To everybody out there, thank you for listening. And you can subscribe to my show, The Nishant Garg Show, to get updates on future guests. So thank you again.